on BYU Sports Nation, Cougar football and great expectations in 2014. What do we really know about this team? Brian Logan is back, and he brought his brain. Plus, another of Brian's BYU defensive back brethren, Tony Crutchfield, makes his BYUSN debut. Independence Day Eve, let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Presented by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU-TV. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Brian Logan. BYU Sports Nation on your TV, radio, and other dynamic devices brought to you in crystal clear radio vision. Presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Thursday, July 3rd, I'm Spencer Linton alongside... The Dole Banana representative for the Intermountain West, <laughs> Brian Logan. You know, it's actually Friday to me. Um, you know, happy Friday, everybody. It's holiday tomorrow. So I, you know, Friday. I woke up this morning and I said, hey, hey, Mrs. Logan, it's Friday. It kind of feels Friday. like a Friday for sure. It is a Friday. Are you working tomorrow? I am in a way, but not. Yes. So you will be able to are watch BYU paid? Sports Nation. Are you getting paid for the work that you're doing tomorrow? <laughs> I'm salaried. So, Yeah. Well, I guess you're working tomorrow, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a holiday. I'll, 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 but I do I'll, have a holiday. I'll barbecue. I'll eat the hot dogs for you. You know, we will have a real. best of BYU Sports Nation tomorrow. So I, I put in the work for Friday, but I will not be working. You will tomorrow. not be working. So Correct. it's a holiday. So guess what? Friday. Yeah, it really. Happy it Friday, really feels like everybody. It. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. Independence Day weekend, as we've been talking about barbecues and blowing stuff up, and we celebrate this great nation. And today we celebrate the independence of BYU football. Yeah, yes. we're going there. Yes. Use yes. the hashtag yes. BYUS and link up across BYU Sports Nation wherever, whenever, and get involved in today's Twitter question. To celebrate Independence Day weekend, what is the greatest moment of BYU's independence? There have certainly been fireworks within the independence campaign. Great moments. Very great moments. What you got, Brian? I love. I have. I have a few, but the, the the best one is the the goal line stand against Boise State, right? And so, not necessarily the stand. That was great, but it was what happened after the goal line stand with Coach Mendenhall yep. doing what we now call the happy dance. And I, I, it, it's so great to see that because th- this is what we see behind the scenes as players. Is you know we see Coach Mendenhall emotional and up to that point a lot of fans didn't see that he he's a lot more laid back now in in interviews and and whatnot but for him to be pumping his fist and jumping up and down like a like a kid at Toys R Us you know that that's exactly what we see he does that in practice all the time that's hard to top on national television yeah you don't get to see that often as a fan so Broncos excitement Taysom Hill does the Texas two-step with a knee brace on for 259 yards against the Longhorns run Taysom run red alert in the Armed Forces Bowl to win that game back in 2011, or the Riley Nelson comeback against Utah State. Kyle Van Noy, you said that was the greatest defensive play in BYU history. His ino- in the inaugural Independence game, strip, sack, fumble, strip, sack, fumble beat went, Ole Miss touchdown in SEC points. country. Okay, Win the game. How about being able to watch BYU on TV for crying out loud? Yeah, the contracts. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, man, that's great. Scheduling. Ziggy Ansah getting drafted fifth overall. To the Detroit Lions. Our first tweet is from at McMinn5. Greatest independent moment. Goodbye, Mountain. Welcome back, ESPN and national exposure. 
Yes. I offer my stamp of approval on that. Today I like is the mountain. our Independence Day. I like the mountain. I like the Mountain West. We had HD. Stop we had it, 2002, Brian. we got HD. Stop Mountain West it. channel, we had HD. <laughs> I can see the snark dripping Do off your have, lips. Hey, that's that's the that's the uh, you know Neosporin that I put on for my chat. <laughs> well, that's right. We we established that already. The last, it's the swagoo it on your swa- lips. It is a swagoo. Listen to me when you I'm sponsored Nation. by Swagoo, actually. <laughs> after after yesterday, they came they came and, and gave me a nice little deal. I'm sure they did. <laughs> Noon Eastern, BYU Radio Sirius XM Channel 143. Watch the simulcast live on BYU TV in Radio Vision. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. The great unknown. Listen, this has been an offseason of hype with a capital H, if there ever was one in BYU football history. Seriously. Man. I, and I'm bearing the flag of optimism. In, in a way, because I've never seen anything like this, Brian. I'm on the hype train, too. High-profile transfers, Power 5 speculation, Taysom Hill and Heisman hype, wide receiver resurgence, the best pass defense ever? Speed. Speed all over the place, all, all over the field. All have been discussed. But what do we really know? Of all the position groups, I feel like the only group we know are the running backs. That's right. I said it. Listen to this. Jamal Williams, Adam Hine, Paul Asike, Algie Brown. Jamal's likely to be the all-time leading rusher in BYU history. True. Paul, physical running back, rugby All-American. He loves contact. True. Adam Hine, another physical runner that showed bursts of speed in the kickoff return game. Algie Brown, a guy you do not want to tackle. True. All four of those guys combined for a ridiculous yard per carry average. And that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. B to the Y to the U is returning four different players that averaged more than five yards per carry in 2013. That is a known commodity. Taysom Taysom Hill is one of those. But three running backs, Jamal Williams, Lasike, and Hine, all averaged over five. Jamal 5.7. Lasike 5.9. Adam, 5.9. Algie Brown is 4.9, so basically 5. Basically. Might as well add him. You could, re- you could round up, right? Those four running backs, we take Taysom Hill out of the mix, ran for over 2,000 yards as a stable. That would have been 66th in the country with Taysom Hill not included one yard. Not yet. Okay? That's, that's middle of the pack without Taysom. That is unbelievable. It, it, we made a good point this morning with, with the – with the offensive line, I mean, there is so much scrutiny last year with the offensive line, and you know, I, I know they had some injuries and and some struggles, but when you look at those stats right there, you can't sit here and say that oh, we have we have five great running backs. I mean, they're 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 good, and and you know, Jamal is Jamal is great. He'll he he will be great. He'll he'll, he'll finish strong, but. That's the work right there. Those are numbers of an offensive line. That tells me that I can put Jerem Jordan back there and he can get five <laughs> yards of carry. That's what that tells me. When I, when I can put anybody in that mix and, and, and they can produce these amount of yards, Jerem, get ready. That may be a stretch going with Jerem. Oh, maybe four. Okay. See, I was getting, I was just, I, I was looking out point. for my boy. You, you said point. it. You said it first. I, I Jerem would admit that he could only get four. I'm confident that he, 3. 3. 6. he could say that. 
What else do we know? Okay, the running backs are really, really good. There is a stable, a wealth of talent at that position, and we've seen them play, all of them. Okay, so there shouldn't be much of a surprise when they take no. the field. You nope. know what to expect. Also, Taysom Hill can run. <laughs> 13 44 last year, 246 rushes. Mitch Matthews is tall. So is Ross Oppo. <laughs> uh, we have some known defenders. Alani Fua and Manoa Pakula played well at the linebacker position. Rob Daniel was a commodity as a defensive back. Craig Bills at safety. Remington Peck on the defensive line. Okay, there are, there are individuals that are like, okay, yeah, I think we know what we can expect. But for the most part, it is all unknown. Everything else. Everything. Some of you are saying, well, what about Taysom Hill? We know him. We know he can run. What has all of the talk been about in the offseason in terms of Taysom Hill, Brian? Passing. Yes. Passing. Stepping up, stepping up the game passing-wise. I mean, passing percentage, um, you know, completing more balls, accuracy, uh, pocket presence, pocket awareness, uh, going through progressions, his reads. There's not, not one thing about running. We already know it can be done. From two years ago when he played against Hawaii. Nobody's questioning that. Nobody. Not one. No. He could he could he could backpedal. And if you are, you're off your rocker. Okay? The kid with the knee brace can run. Taysom Hill, as a passer, however, we don't know. What kind of improvements can he make? It's a mystery. Steve Young and Ty Detmer have talked about those specific things with us just in the last week on BYU Sports Nation. What will his offensive line do? Okay, we know they should receive some credit for what they helped the running backs do last year. Amidst a wealth of, well, not a wealth, but really just a cadre of injuries. Yep. Maybe there's something to what ESPN's Phil Steele said, that the offensive line group is the best on BYU's team. Everyone was kind of like, what? What? Well, they produced uh, quite the running back stable, right? Look at those numbers. (laughs) Best wide receiver core ever? We don't know. Jordan Leslie was good at UTEP. What can you do at BYU? Devon Blackman, Nick Kurtz, Trey Dye. Keanu Nelson, all these guys, these transfers, these new guys. What do we really know about them, Brian? Hype train. I mean, all you can, all we can really do is take a look at their JC highlights. You could take a look at somebody like Devon Blackman. Oh, he got a scholarship out of Oregon. He must be good, right? Uh, you look, take a look at Nick Kurtz. Oh yeah, he had a couple of Pac-12 uh, offers. USC to, wanted yeah. him really badly. Yeah, chose to come here, so he must be good, right? Assuming, assuming he's assuming on Trey paper, died. on paper it looks amazing. Oh, it's I looked on on paper I looked amazing too. I was five eight at one five nine at one point. <laughs> High school I was five ten. But you panned out, and I and I say that in, in all seriousness. You you did work on the field for BYU. What can these guys do? How does it right. how does it translate? We don't know. Is this going to be the best secondary ever? You said that they have a chance. Your buddy Corby Easton joined no, us yesterday. Corby said they have a chance. I'm saying it. My, that's my bold prediction right now. Yes. Best secondary ever. Best secondary ever. <laughs> wow. That is bold. Ever. Okay. With bold a cap- prediction. With a capital B. Trenton Trammell coming off an injury. He, he was supposed to be a guy that, that was in last year. Jordan Johnson, we saw him play here, but what can he do after the injury? Yep. Harvey Jackson, the transfer from Nebraska. He played at Nebraska. He's got to be great, right? Yep. Biggest hype right there, I think. Harvey what Jackson. do we know? The linebackers. Bronson Kafusi moving back. Michael Elisa moving from running back to oh, linebacker. Bronson. Zach Stout. Bronco Mendenhall super high on him. All of these guys. What are they going to do? I will say this. Here's the, the, here's the thing. The unknown makes the approaching season undeniably exciting Ooh, and awesome. Okay, I'm getting goosebumps. I'm getting, I want to get a helmet right now, man. Strap it up. It's worth every bit of the hype machine. 
because of what it does to us as fans and as analysts and all of this and the players and the coaches, the hype machine for BYU is super high right now. Plus, you look at the schedule. But so much of it is unknown. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. It makes it intriguing. Use the hashtag BYUSN to join our conversation. Today, we are asking, what is the greatest moment in BYU's independence? At Laser Sheep. Let's go to the actually let's go to the Twitter machine. It's winter time. At Laser Sheep, greatest moment. Halftime versus Texas last year. From Hurricane Provo to the point that was magical. Cannot forget that feeling ever. Oh man, I cannot. They were up 13 on Texas at halftime, and everybody's like, what just happened? Dude, I I remember I remember that game, just the 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 storm that we had. And you know, we we're up top, <laughs> me and Lemma and, and David Nixon. Just getting Brian pelted so, sideways by huge so, raindrops. Oh, my goodness. That, <laughs> that, I will always remember that. That's in the archives on BYUTVSports.com, by the way, the pre-show. Like, you should go watch that. If you haven't seen it, it was unbelievable. I was waiting for Jerem to, you know, have the spotlight on Dave and Blaine in the booth where it's nice and warm and covered. I'm like, really? You got two people up there. 30 minutes later, you finally want to go? Thanks, Jerem. Greatest moment in independence. Brian and David and Dilemma being pounded by rain. Man. <laughs> and actually what happened after. At Tasha Lynn 19, Kyle Van Noy single-handedly trashing San Diego State in the Poinsettia Bowl. Yes. That's yes. up there. That's top five for sure. At Old School BYU, this might be my favorite thus far. Not having to go to Laramie. <laughs> <laughs> I like Laramie, though. I like I like the mascot. The guy, the the old guy that was. Uh, Wait a second! It, you just said you like Laramie. I like I like going. I like the fans, man. The fan. I didn't like not having uh, service on my phone. I couldn't call or text anybody. But the fans were hilarious. Okay, fans are hilarious. Hilarious. So that that is br- won, the bright spot in Laramie. And we won outside the football stadium, Brian. I haven't see. I haven't experienced that. So <laughs> you I, should you know. talk to somebody that has. <laughs> And I'll tell you, I just like the mascot. He was, he was naked in a barrel, and he had a cowboy hat on and cowboy boots, and he was dancing. When we scored, he was dancing. You and at old school BYU need to have a discussion. He can enlighten you. Also trending in BYU Sports Nation, BYU linebacker Alani Fua, known commodity, named the 2014 College Football Performance Awards linebacker trophy watch list. Longest yes. headline ever. Uh, secondly, NFL.com released a series of 14 for 14 articles. Their latest, the best uniforms in college football. They have BYU's alternates at number seven on that Ooh, list. It's a good number. T- specifically, the Royal Blues. Cannot wait to see those against Utah State in the Royal Revival. Up next, BYU defensive back extraordinaire Tony Crutchfield makes his debut. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan live from Studio B. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. It airs weekdays, noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on Sirius XM Channel 143. Watch the simulcast live on BYU TV in beautiful radio vision. That's what we call the simulcast. Radio. Rebroadcast, by the way, weekdays, 7 Eastern on BYU Radio. Okay. There are a million ways to watch the show, and now I'm going to give you another one. Check out the BYU TV Sports YouTube channel for, for cut-up clips, Insta clips, all sorts of good stuff there. If you want to watch a specific interview, you can search BYU TV Sports, and the name of the person you want to watch, it'll all be there. Technology, man. 
Technology is beautiful these days. If you want to see Brian's short sleeves and biceps again after today's show, flex. See, see that? See that? You, you can do that. I'm not. I'm not pushing that up. I'll I'm st- not pushing this up. I'll stop it. <laughs> oh my god! I give you some tips, man. All you gotta do is just roll up your roll up your sleeve, and you get your spoon. Whatever you eat, you get your spoon, and you just feed, you just you know feed the feed the mouth of the bicep. It's pretty if, simple. If only it were that easy. It was. It's pretty easy. Hey, to celebrate Independence Day weekend, it's not technically Independence Day yet. Close enough. What is the greatest moment of BYU's independence? Use the hashtag BYUSN, and that is a perfect way to bring in our first guest today, David Nixon. And I have to say it that way because it's World <laughs> Cup time uh, with the English accent. But, David, what is the greatest moment in BYU football's independence to date? That's a great question. For me personally, I think it's watching Taysom just run all over Texas. That, I, the entire game was, I think, the best moment of independent history. I mean, he just thrashed, and they couldn't stop him. You saw guys diving for him. He's running through arm tackles. Um, for me, especially me being a Texas A&M guy, being from Texas, watching Texas just get run over like that and then seeing their D coordinator get fired, that's what I call special. <laughs> David, what about the pregame, though? What about the, the weather, the storm that we had to, that <laughs> that, we had that, to face? That pregame will go down as the worst moment <laughs> in independent history. <laughs> That's fair. Well, that, that was unbelievable. I just told everybody to go back and watch that in the archives on BYUtvsports.com. David Nixon, former linebacker, former NFL guy, joining us now. We're talking Independence Day and BYU football. David, right now we've talked about the hype machine, the knowns versus the unknowns. We know the running backs are going to be great. I feel like that is the one position group we know a ton about. Everything else is kind of up for debate. Yeah, Taysom can run, but what can Taysom do as a passer? What are the linebackers going to do? Let's start there because you were a linebacker. What do we know about the linebacking core coming back in 2014? Well, I think outside linebacker-wise, we're, we're one of the strongest depth-wise. You know, last year we didn't have the, really the depth. We could only rotate a few guys through. But this year, of course, you look at Alani. Of course, you've got, got Bronson. Uh, but then you've got the Troy Hines coming off a mission, which I think will be able to contribute. You've got some freshmen, Fred Warner, Tyler Cook coming in. Um, so, so there's guys there. You've got Michael Lisa, who used to play linebacker. He's kind of bounced around to running back, now coming back to linebacker. Um, I think you've got some athletes, you've got some incoming freshmen, some young young, uh, young guys coming in that can provide a little spark and some speed, et cetera. Um, I think outside linebacker, they're, they're solid. Inside linebacker is a different story. In, inside linebacker, I'm a little worried about. You've got you know, Manoa Pakula, who's, who's going to be the guy. Um, he's going to be kind of your, your Unga type guy, where, uh, he, you know, Wani Unga, where he can lead leads the defense. Um, but, but from there, you know, you've got Zach Stout, which – He's kind of had up and down career at BYU. Obviously, he had a, has a crazy story with him, you know, being kicked out and coming back, et cetera. Uh, but from what I hear, he's had a, he's you know had a great spring. I talked to Craig Bills uh, a little bit ago, and he mentioned that out of out of all the linebackers, he felt like Zach Stout had the best spring from beginning to end, and he improved each day. and And so we'll see what happens with him. And of course, you got Jeremiah Lutz Doyer, and um, he he got some playing time last year. But from there, really, you've got three linebackers that that we know a little bit about. From there, it's really interesting. I, that, that, that position worries me. You, got, you get one of those guys go down with injury, and it could get interesting. Bronco Mendenhall said Zach Stout would start after the spring game. That's, that's how good of a spring he had. Yeah, he, I, that, that's, that's a great story. Great story with, with Zach, and, and, and that's always the stories that Coach Mendenhall loves to have. You know, David, you said that you, you, were, you were confident with the outside linebackers with Alani and, and Bronson, and I'm 100% with you when it comes to Alani. But when it comes to Bronson, my concern is just that transition. Now, I, I watched him at, at, in spring a little bit, and, 
you know, he, he dropped some some weight and he was able to move. But at the end of the day, it's just spring ball, right? You know, you're going against second, third string guys. You know, I, actually, you're even going against some walk-on guys. Uh, and so I, I want to really see what's going to happen when he's in a real game setting. What, how do you think that transition has been uh, in spring for him so far? Yeah, same. I saw him in spring. I thought he was moving well. Um, fortunately enough, he's on that boundary side where, you know, he doesn't have to drop too far. And I think that's obviously the biggest issue, right? Can his big body, can this big 6'8 guy drop to the flats? Yep. Um, fortunately enough, he doesn't have to run very far, which which I think is obviously a game plan that way. That way. That's the reason coaches put him over there. Um, but, you know, talking to Taysom, Taysom says, look, every time I snap, the ball snapped. And, and I have a read to the boundary, and, and I see Bronson dropping to the flats, I automatically look off and go to another to another read. He's like, Bronson wow. is so big, his wingspan is so large, that if I try to fit a ball anywhere in there, it's either going to get batted down or he's going to pick it off because he, he is so huge. And, and, and Taysom just kept reiterating the fact that it's, it's tough to face a guy like Bronson Kafusi. So uh, you're right. I think his speed, um, and his ad, he's not very agile, but at the same time his size will, will come into play and, and I think wreak havoc on opposing quarterbacks. Um, so I, I'm, I think he'll do well. Obviously on the run, I think he'll be able to set a great edge, uh, force everything back to, to Alani, who will be pursuing from behind, um, allow the rest of the defense to pursue. So uh, I'm, I'm excited. I, once again, it'll be maybe a little bit of a transition, but as always, Coach Mendenhall, um, you know, Coach, Coach Howell, they'll game plan to make sure that uh, they cover up maybe Bronson's weakness and his dropping abilities and uh, hopefully play to his strengths. Well, the best player in the world – and the universe is scared to throw it over there. I'm sold. I'm sold. I'm confident now. I'm, I'm good. I'm good with the outside linebackers. If you're That's new the best to, player yeah, in the universe, for yeah, sure. If, if you're new to Brian Logan's ideology, Taysom Hill is the best player in the universe. And he will stand by that to the grave. It's a fact, man. I don't know this ideology. Why are you, don't, don't, why are you talking about my religion? <laughs> David Nixon with us on BYU Sports Nation joining us. Use the hashtag BYUSN to get involved in our conversation. David, we've talked about the linebackers. Uh, Alani and Manoa are, are known to a degree. Alani, the most known. Bronson, as, as great as all of this sounds, ultimately, it's speculation. Yep. And I feel like that makes the hype machine all the more exciting because on paper, I cannot remember a time when BYU has looked this good in a number of position groups. Linebacker, defensive back, wide receiver. Can you remember a time when on paper there was this much hype and are you buying into it? I, well, first of all, yes, I'm definitely buying into it. I think the defense will be maybe one of the strongest units we had in a long time. But at the same time, once again, like you just mentioned, there are a lot of question marks, which people want to buy into, but they're still a little bit skeptical because you've got players that have been switched around, for example, like Bronson from D-line to linebacker. You've got some you know, safeties, corners that have all played different positions. And so everyone's kind of anticipating this rollout against UConn. Where exactly will everyone line up? And how will the defense mesh together and how will they play together? So um, I am buying the hype, uh, but it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be fun to watch how it all comes together and how those guys can play as a unit. Does it not make it more exciting with the prospect of the unknown? Listen, I don't think it can get any more exciting. Fo- football excites me enough. I, I don't know if, if, if this can get me any more excited. But right. No, it, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's exciting to watch these guys develop and, and, once again, see guys move around from position to position uh, because that's tough. No, no question, it's tough to, to have to move from D-line to backer or from outside to inside. I mean, there's some transition there, and, and it's, it's fun to watch players have to stretch, have to learn new positions, and then watch them go out there and, on, on Saturdays and dominate. Which position group do you feel like is most likely to live up to the hype and expectations in 2014? I think it's uh, defensively. 
Either way. Defensively. Okay, we'll start defense. Yeah, we'll start defense. I I think the secondary. I I think the secondary. You've got guys (laughs) that have have rotated. You've got guys that have played free safety. They've played corner. Um, You've got, you know, lots of experience there. You've got some guys coming in. You've got Trevor Bateman, who I think is going to have a big impact this year. He's kind of been flying underneath the radar just a little bit. Really? Trevor Bateman. He had a good spring. He's had a great spring. Physical guy. I think you'll see him. I think you'll be seeing him start a boundary corner. Mark it down. Wow. Yep, mark Not it down. There. I think he's, he'll be starting there. I, think. I will buy you lunch every day, <laughs> every, ga- every game day, for as long as we're doing this, if he is the boundary, starting boundary corner. Without injuries, though. Without injuries. You can't, you can't, oh, you can't right. factor it's in on. injuries. Trevor Bateman, mark this down. Brian Logan, get David Nixon lunch for life. For life. Hey, <laughs> let, it, let it be noted. For life. Let it be noted. Hey, listen, he's a physical guy, and, and Coach Minhall loves those guys that they can get up, they can press, they're physical down the field. Um, when it comes to the run, they can, put a, they can also put an edge on the defense. So I, I think he'll be the Not over corner. Bobby Daniel. Well, we'll see. Where, where's Bobby? Where, where does Daniel end up with? Where is he? Boundary. Is he? Is he a boundary or is he a safety? Where, a they, where are they going to move him? That's he, true too. That's a. I think that's a. I think that's a unknown unknown. If you, it, if, you know, because we don't know. Maybe he could end up in safety. Who knows? Well, and once again, it goes back to originally what I was saying with the fact that this is why I think this unit is the strongest because you've got guys that once again can play all positions. Um, they're they're well versed. They know what they're doing, and so it makes them just a little more versatile to where they can move from corner to safety. There's injuries; guys can move around. Um, for that reason, I think the secondary uh, will be the strongest unit on the defense. On the offense, we've got about a little less than a minute, David. I feel like it's the running backs, hands down, that we know the most about. That they they will live up to expectation. What do you think will be the the group on the offensive side that lives up to expectations. Yeah, I mean, I have to agree with the running back there. They're, they're solid. You've got the big power with Lasique and Algie Brown. You've got the speed of Jamal and Adam Hine. Um, that's hard to match. But I'm excited about these receivers. There's a lot of unknowns there, but you've got the solid guys with Mitch Matthews, who's going to be the go-to guy, a big body. Hopefully he stays healthy. But then you've got the guys like Nick Kurtz coming in, Jordan Leslie, um, you know, and then, of course, Ross Apple. Hopefully he's healthy. And then you've got some uh, guys also transferring, uh, Devon Blackman, see if he ends up getting some play time. Um, you know, Kurt Henderson. So th- there are some exciting parts of, of that BYU offense. Uh, Taysom sounds like he's improving. Um, and uh, I hopefully he has some targets to throw to. And then once again, that running game will hopefully open up that passing game and, and stretch that defense to uh, open up some areas. David Nixon, former linebacker, NFL guy, and number one proponent of Trevor Bateman starting at boundary corner because he wants lunch you from want Brian. Lunch. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Whatever like, you want, man. I like I the you. boldness. Hey, David, great to talk to you again. We'll see you soon. Yeah, take care, guys. Wow, Brian. A lot of bold predictions. I'd say they're going to be the Mitch best Mitch Matthews, secondary. the go-to receiver. Trevor Bateman potentially starting. We're David starting. Nixon says it's going to happen at Boundary Corner. We're starting bold predictions Woo! early. We're starting them early. To celebrate Independence Day weekend, what's the greatest moment of BYU's independence? Use the hashtag BYUSN for your responses. Up next, he had a role in getting Jamal Williams to BYU. This is BYU Sports Nation. This is Taysom Hill, and you are listening to BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan from Studio B. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. You can follow us at Spencer underscore Linton and at Brian Logan 7. Yes. Yes. I need some more followers. Where are you I at? Some... How many do you have? I think right I'm now? at like 2,300, something like that. I need to, you know what? I need to start a campaign, man, to beat Jerem. 
To get to Jerem? To beat him. Not Jerem's j- over 4,000 right now. That's because he tweets like a madman. That he does. No, not like it's not as bad as Greg Rebell. <laughs> I don't want to say bad because I guess that's his job. But I'm going to start a campaign, man. Hashtag beat Jerem. Okay. Go for it. I want to see that? how many followers you, you can get. I need you to help me, man. I need you to tweet for me. <laughs> I don't know if I can do that to Jerem. Just tweet it, and then I'll retweet it. <laughs> That's why I don't know. You, I need oh, help. Twitter, such a fun game, isn't it? Come on, don't you? You want to come back on this show, right? Oh, come on! I'm just saying. You want? It's a yes or no. Man, we yes bring no you answer. on for a couple of days. Not a, not a come on. Brian's got yes no. his toothbrush stuff over there, yes, and I do setting I, up a hammock got my over here. I'm about to get a custom made earpiece. <laughs> Get involved with BYU Sports Nation via the simulcast on BYU Radio and on BYU TV, same time Monday through Friday at noon Eastern. Joining us now, one of Brian Logan's defensive back brethren at BYU, a guy who was an integral part of some great football teams back in the late 80s, early 90s, Tony Crutchfield. Tony, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. How are you doing? I'm doing good, fellas. Thank you. Great to have you with us. Uh, we just got a tweet in from Jamal Williams' mother, Nicole, saying she's excited to hear from you. What is your relationship with Nicole and the Williams family? Uh, I've grown well, watched Jamal grow up and, and his sister, Jada. Jamal's seven years old, at the youth, youth track and field, and um, watched him grow up and had an opportunity to coach him in track and football over at Summit High School in uh, Fontana, California. Tony Crutchfield with us on BYU Sports Nation. I, I want to ask you this. Why was BYU the place for you? And what happened in your career that you felt like a guy like Jamal Williams could benefit from coming to Provo, Utah? Um, for me, it, it was a great opportunity um, to be around a great group of men with uh, Coach Edwards and his coaching staff. And um, I knew the things that it taught me and grew me for and uh, prepare for life. Uh, and with Jamal, knowing his background, knowing his upbringing, uh, his hard work ethic, and his character, um, knowing BYU would be a great fit. Um, you have to be more than just a football player to go up there and succeed. And knowing that he had those intangibles made it pretty easy for me to uh, send him that way. You know, Tony, I heard a, a great story about Jamal when he was deciding on, on coming to BYU. And I remember him going uh, or uh, hearing that he had – took his visit to, to Boise uh, State, mm-hmm. and uh, he looked the, the, the coach in his eye and said, where's your honor coat? And he, the coach was like, we don't, we don't have an honor coat here. What are you talking about? And he was like, what? You don't have an honor coat? Oh, I'm not coming here. I can't come here. <laughs> I, I, you know, I think that, that really speaks volume to, uh, you know, his mother and how he was raised. And he's, he's right. definitely been a, a, a great fit. With, with other guys, uh, you know, I've heard that you had a, a, a small impact with, with Devon Blackman coming on. With, with, with other guys, how do, you, how do you really know if they're going to be a good fit um, or if you're just, you know, just being an alumni and saying, yeah, go to, go to BYU? Right. You have to look at how the kid is raised. Like you said, his mom did a great job with him. Um, the values he places on himself, uh, the, things, the way he cares himself in terms of life, um, the things that are important to the young man. Uh, and, again, it's got to be bigger than football. It's the character issues that you're going to need to be able to deal with going to Brigham Young and knowing that uh, both young men, in fact, uh, have those things and those qualities that it takes to work them to be successful. 
Tony Crutchfield, BYU defensive back from 1987 to 91, all WAC second team in 1994, career interceptions, made a bunch of tackles as well, is joining us on BYU Sports Nation, had an integral part in the recruitment of Jamal Williams to BYU. Uh, We know what he can do, and he's likely going to be the all-time leading rusher when all is said and done in the history of BYU football, which is an incredible mark. What we don't know is about the game of Devon Blackman. What can you tell us about Devon and what he brings to BYU? Uh, Devon is one of the, the most gifted athletes that I've uh, ever had an opportunity mm. to coach. Uh, I've coached quite a few kids that have played in the National Football League. Um, Devon, in terms wow. of his tools, that have uh, he has everything: quickness, speed, uh, great hands, uh, great competitor. Um, he's a phenomenal athlete. Uh, and he, he's geared in, and he has his head right, and uh, he's focused. He, he's uh, he's something special. And uh, they never had anything like him in Pro Bowl. So he'll, he'll be different, and he's going to amaze people <laughs> as he can do. Tony, where, something that is it's a little bit more unknown when it comes to, to Devon is really where he could he could really make an impact, you know, inside as a slot guy or outside mm-hmm. on the edge. Um, you know, you you look at just his, his, his body type being a little bit of yeah. a smaller guy, faster, shiftier. Uh, usually, you right. know, you are on the, on the inside in that slot, but you you look at some of the other guys in the NFL, like a Deshaun Jackson, who is who is small, short, thin, but he's just still killing on the outside. Where do you think that he can make the biggest impact? Uh, either or, he, he can do it all. You know, he's a kid that has the side to play on the outside. He has the speed to get inside. He's tough to get hands on uh, uh, in that slot. So uh, again, he's he's um, he's a, he's a, what I call a freaky athlete because of his skill set. He's a kid that also was a hurdler for me at Summit High School, uh, mm-hmm. watching him grow up as well in youth track, um, being dominant and breaking national records as a hurdler. Uh, he's got some things, <laughs> you know, athletically that uh, are definitely different. A freaky athlete. Freaky athlete. Yeah, I'm going to mm-hmm. agree with you there and say that we we I don't know if we've ever had anything like that in pro. Sure, no, never. Granted, Tony, yeah. you, you played on what I feel was the first really great secondary in BYU mm-hmm. football history. Irvin Lee, uh, mm-hmm. Dewey Gray, yourself. What made that team and that past secondary so special and really set uh, yourselves apart from the other secondaries that have played in a Cougar uniform? I think uh, our ability to, to bond first and foremost as, as teammates and then uh, competing every day in practice and every day in the game and wanting to be one of the, the best secondaries uh, in the history of Brigham Young was something that was important to us all. And we knew going into games that uh, we're going to be many times locked up one-on-one, uh, you know, get some of the better wide receivers in America and be able to take that challenge on and feel comfortable with it and know we had the skill set to go out there and get it done. Um, made that group a little special. And if you want to watch how a defensive back should play against top-tier talent, watch the Miami game. There were so many plays that the secondary made against that team that uh, it was a clinic. Yes, definitely. That was a great game against, you know, I tell everybody that team there had about 24 uh, football players go to the the National Football League off that team alone. And so it was it's fun to you know, go out there and cover those guys and then watch them do what they did in the National Football League and throughout college football, watch them go on and win a national championship that following year. Uh, and knowing kind of, you know, knowing that you were the, one of the teams that drove them to their success, uh, we're going to get them at our house and uh, show them a little bit about how BIU plays football up there in Provo. BYU football has gone through a major transition in the last four years, uh, notably because of independence, very different from when you played and and were in the Western Athletic Conference. 
What is the biggest difference with this BYU football team now in 2014 compared to when you played? Um, I think our conference um, has been in a conference that was very, very competitive. Um, and then, you know, ha- having some of the um, non-conference games with Miami, with Washington State, and uh, we played University of Texas when I was there, and, and then having a good uh, a competitive Western Athletic Conference. Um, so to watch guys go out now and compete independently, um, something that, that as, as an athlete you wonder and wish that you could have the opportunity to do some of those things as well. But, uh, you know, to see them go out there and get done and be successful and, you know, hope that they can go out there and win 11, 12 games and get themselves in a BCS championship game is uh, something you look back as an alumnus and uh, you pull for. Tony Crutchfield, BYU defensive back from 1987 to 1991, joining us on BYU Sports Nation, 127 career tackles. You told us that Devon Blackman is a freaky athlete. Jamal Williams is Mr. Consistency in my mind. He he is a very physical runner. He fears nothing. He doesn't drop the ball. Why did you feel like he would be a success at BYU looking back on his days at Summit High School in Fontana, California? He's driven. He's an athlete that uh, it doesn't take much to, to, to get him going. Uh, he's one of those guys that say you just roll the football out and give him a couple guys. He's going to find a way to compete. He's going to find a way to be number one at what he does. Um, I want to watch him in track grow up and through his high school careers and watching watch him grow. He, he was uh, 17, 16 when he graduated with us. And just to see him, you know, grow and become a, a better running back. He started off as a weak side linebacker for me. Um, I tell everybody he, he could be a guy that could have also, you know, played in the National Football League as, as a will linebacker for me. He can run. He loves to hit. He loves the weight room. He, he's a guy that you there's the last one in the weight room. You got to you know, come get him and make him leave when you turn the lights out. He's <laughs> such a hard worker. Being 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 uh, the best is important to Jamal. Tony, I want to know as a as a coach, what what were you either one feeding this kid, or, you know, supplements, or or two, what type of program did you have him on? Because he, you know, when I see him, I was like, this is a grown man right here. Seventeen when he arrived, he was a man. Man, minus the the, yeah. the, the facial hair, but yeah. man, I want to know. Yeah. I, I want to start training my son right now. <laughs> You know, it was crazy. I was at a track meet this past weekend or this past season, and I was talking to a track coach over um, down at Marietta Mesa, and he said, hey, coach, uh, I hear a story from one of our coaches that uh, you guys had a running back that was the first time he'd ever seen running the football and got unnecessary reference uh, penalty from the running back for running over guys. <laughs> and I said, yeah. That's my kid Jamal who's up at BYU. Can that <laughs> he was happen? Years old. Yeah, I, we, that's the same thing we said as coaches. They threw the flag and said unnecessary roughness. We're like, okay, you're moving the ball the wrong way though. <laughs> that's, that's on your running back. We was like, well, what did he do outside of finishing the run? It was like, coach, um, we've never called this before, but just just bear with us. We had to call this one on. He he, he almost hurt the kid going out of bounds, and, and we know it's unusual, but we threw the flag, and all we can do is coaches to throw our hands up. But it's one for the ages, and it's a story I tell everywhere I go. We've never had and probably never will see a unnecessary run this penalty on a running back. That is, that is great. <laughs> that is fantastic. That's great. Tony Crutchlow with us on BYU Sports Station, former BYU defensive back and the coach in Southern California played a huge role in getting Jamal Williams to BYU also in the recruitment of Devon Blackman. Tony, how much time do you have to spend following the BYU football program? I know you're very busy, and from stories I've yeah. heard from uh, people involved with you, you, you're going a mile a minute. How much, how much time yeah. can you devote to following BYU? 
Uh, to be honest, not much right now. I'm a um, area manager at Amazon Warehouse down there in Southern California, San Bernardino. So I actually work nights. Uh, I go in at 5 o'clock, and I get off at about 5.36. So I woke up to do the interview, and I go back to sleep till about 1 o'clock, get my practice plan ready for football, jump out there on the football field and get those guys going, uh, you know, from about 3 to 4.30, 4.45-ish, and head to the, to the job and, and coach some guys over there. Amazon's been great to me. Um, it's coaching football, being a leader and a mentor, 12 hours a day in the warehouse, and then getting an opportunity to do that on the football field as well. Uh, it's what I've been groomed to do. It's mm. what I love to do, you know, and uh, I just go out and have fun. And I'm thankful that the God has given me the opportunity to get on the stage and to be a leader and to be a mentor and have the uh, ability to change and affect uh, young kids and even, you know, grown folks' lives. And um, I take leadership very seriously, so I'm fortunate for the opportunities that I have, and I embrace it. Tony Crutchfield, a very, very busy man. If you're just joining us, going, going, going. I hope that you get some sleep at some point over this holiday weekend. Please, please treat right. yourself to some sleep. I'll get a couple hours in, and we don't have any practice tomorrow. So we're going to get out today. we got a couple of scrimmages today and some 707 uh, passing league tournaments. So go out and get the guys coached up. And I'll get a couple hours in there uh, today and tomorrow. And, and Saturday. I'm, I work Sunday through Wednesday. So I Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and off. And uh, go in on Sundays and get after it again. Well, Tony, enjoy a happy, safe 4th of July. Great stories. Uh, awesome to have you on BYU Sports Nation. And uh, let's do this again soon. Hey, thank you, fellas. I appreciate the opportunity, and, and I would love to come on again. Uh, you guys have been great. I appreciate it. All right, All Tony right. Crutchfield. Let me be the first to say, Brian Logan, that we offer him a collective thanks for what he did to get Jamal oh, Williams yes. and Devon Blackman to yes, BYU. Thank you. Especially with the, the thank freaky, you, Tony. The freaky athlete. More on the Logan takeover. Can't believe I just read that. As we take a trip into Brian's brain, this is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. What a story we just heard from Tony Crutchfield, former BYU defensive back, now a high school football coach, working very hard in Southern California. He played a huge role in getting Jay Swag Daddy, Jamal Williams, to BYU, and also the later recruitment of Devon Blackman, who transferred over. He told us that at one point, Jamal was flagged for unnecessary roughness as an offensive player for running over a defender. Come on, man. How is that possible? <laughs> how, how, do you, how is that possible? Can you imagine the ref? I, I love he's like, the ref was trying to. Now, now bear with us, coach. This is uh, going to be a little bit different. Sir. But, but uh. he, he ran over him and almost injured the kid on the way out of bounds. So we've got to call this penalty. He's, no, you don't. He's just too big. He's, he's, he's a D1 player. Uh, he's, he's a grown man. I'm sorry. Oh, that's so heck? fantastic. Uh, at UCLA grad 90, Nicole Williams, BYU mama, she tweets, I remember that play. I almost ran on the field to tackle the ref. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. If, I was, if I was Pops, I would, yeah. I would that is be, so good. I'd put that on my highlight tape, actually. How many guys have been flagged for unnecessary roughness as a running back for running over somebody? That's like, that's like what you do. That's, that's part of the game. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I feel bad for the kid that, yeah, I got hurt, but don't be on the field. That's, don't right? try and tackle Jamal then. Right. Hit the weight. We call that. We, we, no, we call that weight room. Get stronger. We, weight room. <laughs> hit the weights. Oh, this is so good. You know what I want to do right now, Brian? Brian's brain. That's right. 
You asked for it. Brian demanded it. We're <laughs> like delivering that. it. I like that one. I like it's that Brian's day. brain on BYU Sports Nation. Brian demanded it. Unfiltered and raw, the, it's Brian's brain. The brain demanded it, actually. Okay, so there's a difference between Brian Logan and Brian's brain. One, that the brain just says whatever the heck it wants to. No filter. Number one, Brian, how do you feel about BYU's alternate football jerseys in the 2014 season? All royal everything. Brian's brain says all royal everything. When, 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 when I say everything, I mean from, you know, helmets to jerseys to cleats to gloves to the locker room, the weight room, okay, campus. Set, settle down. Campus. Harness yourself, Brian's brain. Campus. See this set right here? Stop Royal. It. Stop. Royal. See Stop this? it, see Brian's this? brain. See this? See this? See this? Royal. See these cameras? Royal. Number royal. two. Number two. Enough royal. The royal revival. All royal everything. What is Brian's brain most excited for in the upcoming football season? Um, my own segment for Countdown to Kickoff. <laughs> How did I know that was coming? Taking over. Oh, my goodness. Countdown to Kickoff. Here it comes. Of all the things, the receivers, the defensive backs, Brian's brain says a segment on Countdown to Countdown Kickoff. Countdown to Kickoff. Oh, and the postgame show. Brian's brain is an arrogant son of a gun. Uh, number three, how does Brian's brain celebrate the 4th of July? Uh, so, so you know, Brian would like to go to see the fireworks shows, but, you know, I'm not having it. I'm not having it. I'm scared. No, fu- I'm scared. Brian's brain is scared I, of something? I'm scared. I, 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 I want to go home. I want to eat some <laughs> s'mores and watch the Sandlot. <laughs> what do Brian's biceps have to say about all of this Brian's brain? Feed me. <laughs> the left one always fights with the right one because, you know, I, I feed the left one first. Okay, yeah. that's fantastic. Okay, enough. Unfiltered and raw, Brian's brain, ladies and gentlemen. He wants everything royal, and he wants his biceps to be fed. To, to celebrate Independence Day, what is the greatest moment of BYU's independence? Send in your tweets using the hashtag BYUSN. Up next, a loaded cougar whip around. Plus, some of our favorite tweets from you, the people of BYU Sports Nation. We're simulcast in beautiful Radio Vision. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Welcome back, Spencer Linton and Brian Logan. Great show today as we approach the 4th of July. Friday, man. Happiness is just, just flowing through my veins. Now that Brian's brain is out of the way, you know what time it is? Let's whip. Whip. Time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. BYU linebacker Alani Fua named to the 2014 College Football Performance Awards linebacker trophy watch list. Hashtag that's a mouthful. NFL.com has also released a series of 14 for 14 articles featuring different college football hot topics. The latest from the NFL, best uniforms in college football, BYU's alternates, Number seven. Oh, Royal Everything. Number seven, dude. Fittingly. Yeah, it's a great number. Brian Logan. Cougars and the CFL. Eh? <laughs> Gets me every time. <laughs> eh? John Beck and his BC Lions take on the Montreal Alouettes tomorrow to celebrate the 4th of July. Ooh, Hashtag USA. Canada. <laughs> Soccer. <laughs> At the Greenbrier Classic, Mike Weir got off to a rough start. Finished two over. Daniel Summerhays tees off later this afternoon. We're tied for 84th. Tomorrow on the show, a best of media day recap. Bronco Mendenhall, Taysom Hill, Dennis Pitta, and Robertson Daniel. 
I mean Bobby. Bobby Daniel. Bobby Daniel. Check it out. Good stuff tomorrow on July 4th. Today's Rise and Shout is brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. We're going independent with this. The founding fathers of BYU football independence, Tom Holmo <laughs> and Bronco Mendenhall. <laughs> it's a stretch, but here we go. Tom Homo as athletic director is the general George Washington. Bronco Mendenhall is the bold agitator, Thomas Jefferson. Hashtag we want to be in the Big Twelve. Oh man, that's great. That's hey, I had you see, I just laughed this whole time. I had nothing to do with that, Bronco. Please please allow me in. I love Bronco. Please man. allow me in the locker room still. <laughs> please. One of a kind. He's one of a kind. Our Twitter question today. To celebrate Independence Day, what is the greatest moment of BYU's independence? Give me the Twitter machine. At At Justin J. Green. When Kyle Van Noy had a pick six on the first play against Utah State. How did I miss that one? We didn't even think about that. That was so awesome. That was good. I could not believe what I was seeing in Logan. DB skills. Neither could our producer, Ben Bagley. (laughs) (laughs) So good when we beat Utah State. Shots fired. At Together We Reach. Amazing 2015 schedule slash exposure thanks to independence. The Big House, Michigan. The Big Red, Nebraska. Yep. The Rose Bowl, UCLA. Yep. All three of those teams on the 2015 schedule. Man. And that's because of independence. At Caroline Z, going into the 2011 football season as an independent. That A lot of people look at that and think, well, okay, I, why was that so great? Because it was the start of something so fantastic. Right. Yeah. You beat Ole Miss in your inaugural game thanks to Kyle Van Noy. You kicked it off the right way. And it was on ESPN. It just keeps getting, keeps getting better. Oh, man. That Players, crazy kook fanatic. Jerseys. Right? There are so many parts of it. You know what Also, I'm also excited about? Late August. Countdown to Connecticut. 57. 57 days away from UConn and BYU at Rensselaer Field in East Hartford, football. Connecticut. Football. Thanks Ooh. to our guests, David Nixon and Tony Crutchfield, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation for all sorts of goodies. Thank you, Spencer, for coming on today. <laughs> Appreciate you. I love you. For Brian Logan, I'm Spencer Linton. <laughs> Hashtag the host. Shout out to Bill <laughs> Shefflin. Have a happy and safe 4th of July. Happy Friday. <laughs>